Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 61 of Stands and Fits, presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. What's up, man? What's up? Back in the studio. Back in the Carl Chevrolet Studios here in Ankeny. We got bumped last week. We did. The old guys wanted to talk about stuff. Some guys named Williams and Bloom think that they're... Think they run the show around here. Yeah, they think that they're more important than we are. Think that people want to hear from them more than they want to hear from us. I don't know. You can ask if you ask me, I think that's BS. Yeah. Totally made up. If you want to hear from that Williams guy, you can listen to his off the record podcast with some guy named Steve Prome. I think that he's got a relatively important job up at Iowa State. And that Williams guy might have a radio show too. I don't know. That's, yeah. That's the rumor. Yeah, if you want to hear him, you can hear him every day from four to six on 1460 cake snow but right now you're gonna hear from us because that's what we're here for yeah that's what we're here for it's just how it's gonna be we don't really know what we're gonna talk about today we have things to talk about uh some of them we're not entirely sure how much we really want to talk about Mm -hmm. but i'm sure eventually the conversation will probably work its way there and we'll just kind of have to deal with it yep let's start with taylor horton tucker though announced his intention to entered his name into the NBA draft. The statement that he gave was a little bit unclear as to his final intention. Right. You know, obviously guys can put their name in, they can test the waters, they can see, get the feedback. And then they had the opportunity to return to school. And the statement that Talon gave did not exactly give much encouragement that he will be making that return to Iowa State, I would say. It was made with the tone that he had made up his mind no matter what, he's starting a new era of mm-hmm. his own personal A new chapter, yeah, yeah, the next chapter of his life. Exactly. And, and I th- it, one thing I, I do think we need to mention on this podcast too, I've seen a lot of people say that as long as he doesn't hire an agent, then Iowa State still obviously could get him back. But new this year, they, they can hire agents and still come back to college. Yeah, I don't think you can like hire an agent but you can, you, work, with you can work with an agent. Yeah. I don't really know exactly how that whole rule works, but mm. yes, he, he can work with an agent that can give him lodging, get him meals and get him to his workouts. Mm. If I had to guess, I would say that Talon is not coming back based on that statement and yep. based on the way the mock drafts have been trending here over the last several weeks. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Even though he didn't play that great down the stretch, he's kind of gone up in the drafts that I've seen. Like, I think he's gone around 20 most of the time. Yeah. And then Jonathan Washerman from, I think it's Jonathan Washerman from ESPN, formerly of uh, Draft Express, I'm pretty sure. He uh, has Talon as a lottery pick right now. Man, that would be be shocking. I mean, I, I get it. Obviously, he's got a huge wingspan. Uh, you know, as 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 the the size that he is, how, how young he is, he's got a lot of stuff going for him. Like he can he can develop into a real nice player for the NBA down the road. But it's just like being an Iowa State fan and watching him be relatively inefficient in a lot of games, it's it's almost shocking that he's in that conversation. Well, and that's why I think you see some people that are like, "Well, go enjoy the the G League, the G League, and have fun in Europe and yeah. all this kind of stuff." It's like no. That dude will get drafted. It just well, it depends yeah. on where it would be. He'll get drafted. And, I mean, he, who knows? He might spend a year or two at, at the G League level yeah. at some point. But th- there's a reason that he's in those mock drafts that high. Talon's also 18 years old. Mm-hmm. He won't be 19 until November. Yep. Which is, I think, actually is even on some level could be a positive, like a, a, a plus towards coming back. Because it's like, okay, well, even if you came back, you're still going to be super You're still going to be the same age that most guys are. Yeah. When they go into the draft the first time. I yeah. mean, I might be mistaken, but I believe when DeAndre Kane, like when he graduated from Iowa State, he was 24 years old. So if you think about it, THT has six more years until he's as old as DeAndre Kane was. Well, I'm sure that uh, Mariel Shayok's probably 23. Close to that same age. Yeah, 23, 24. Yeah. And it was funny. I, here, I'll read you a Facebook comment from. I think it was the story that I posted about the that kid, uh, Caleb Grill, mm-hmm. who came on a visit to Iowa State on uh, yesterday, Tuesday. And I posted just a story that he was coming on a visit. Mm-hmm. Somebody's, 
and I, I put it in a note in the bottom of the story, just like they didn't know how many scholarships they would have and all this kind of stuff. And then it was like, uh, just, um, you know, with Taylor Horn Tucker, he like declared for the draft and could potentially be a lottery pick. So like, don't rely on, like, don't bank on him returning to school. It's more or less like what I put as the line. And this guy's response, lottery pick, as cardinal and gold as they come, but put the pipe down before publishing. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I would bet a lot of money that that guy does not watch the NBA. I would bet a lot of money that that guy has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. I bet that guy has not looked at one single mock draft. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not – I don't – we don't throw things out there just for – yeah. Just just like, oh man, <laughs> I think Taylor Horton Tucker should be a lottery pick. Yeah. I'm going to write this in my story. Because obviously we as Cyclone fans be like, oh yeah, THT and Wigginton are going one two this year's NBA draft. Right. And and I would say that if it's like, oh I'm Cardinal as gold Cardinal and Gold as they come, I'm probably not gonna go at it from the point of like, man, I think THT's gonna be a lottery pick. Like I'd probably go at it from a point of, man, I I hope THT comes back because I think he'll be the national player of the year next year. Yeah, exactly. It would benefit Iowa State more for Taylor to come back. See, and I think that's where there's an interesting conversation where you you wrote about this in your mailbag, and I, we talked about this a little bit in Slack, where Iowa State had tried so hard at the end of the Hoiberg era. Okay, not maybe not tried so hard. I don't because I don't think this is really the specific thing that they were trying to do, but they were recruiting those guys who were in the one and done territory. Yep, and. You know, you miss on Rashad Vaughn. You mm -hmm. miss on Czech Diallo. I don't know how realistic the chances that either one of those guys was going to actually come to Iowa State was. I don't mm -hmm. think that they're as I think realistic as what some people try to make them out to be. Maybe. I mean, had Fred stayed, obviously Iowa State's chances would have gone way up, I think. With Diallo? With with either of them, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah more so with Diallo. Yeah. I mean, and he my, and Miles Bridges. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Miles Bridges. That's another one of those ones. Okay. Knowing what I know about the Fred era, I get it. I get where people are like, man, it's it's really easy to be like, man, if Fred had stayed, we would have had him. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like he didn't stay and it, there was never any mm. way to actually know that. The, the easiest thing to say is that, oh, if Fred would have stayed, we would have had him. That's why I hate arguing hypotheticals. You don't know for a fact that those guys would have come. I'm pretty confident based on what I, for one, what I know about Rashad Vaughn's recruitment, that guy was never coming to mm -hmm. Iowa State. Yeah. Pretty confident, too, about Czech Diallo that, again, never come what I State. know about Czech Diallo's recruitment, I don't think that guy was ever coming to Iowa State mm -hmm. unless, unless Iowa State was willing to do some things behind, that, we've, that, we've, the scenes. that we've criticized a lot of people for <laughs> on this very podcast, on these, on these very airwaves, and the people that on our forums have built up huge threads criticizing specifically one coach in the big 12 for doing for a very long time. I think I know what you're talking about. Do there. you want th And I think that's where there's a conversation to be had. Yeah. Do we want Iowa state to be that? No, I, I, I don't. don't, I, I don't. don't, I don't think anybody should. Cause when all this crap hits the fan, which it's going to probably sometime in the next few years, Iowa state should not want to be involved. The sad fact of the matter is that if you want to get those guys, you kind of got to get a little more dirty. often than not. That's what it's going to take. You got to sell your soul to the devil. Yeah. You, and I don't see Steve Prome as a guy who's going willing to go out and sell his soul to the devil. No. So anyways, I, I, I brought up Miles Bridges and you, it seemed like you were going somewhere with that when I, when I said, hey, no, it's just the same thing. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't think that his is as much that way. Cause he, I mean, he was a Michigan guy, mm. wasn't he? Yeah. Like I can't fault that kid for going to Michigan. It worked out no. perfectly fine for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was, wasn't he like, a two-time All-American. Yeah, I believe so. At one of the best programs in the country. Yeah. And played for one of the best coaches in the history of college basketball. Uh, and then was a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Yep. I think you can make a point where it's like, okay, if Czech Diallo came to Iowa State, you can p point to a way that it would have gone differently for him. He, I mean, he hardly played at Kansas, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then Rashad Vaughn went to UNLV basically to never be heard from again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if he would have gone to Iowa State, he would have been one of the figure heads of that 15, 14-15 team. Yep. Man, if it wasn't for Rashad Vaughn, Iowa State would not have lost to UAB. I can, I can make that point. That's going to be the hill I'll die on. If it wasn't for Rashad Vaughn, so explain. If it me. wasn't for Rashad Vaughn going to UNLV, Iowa State doesn't lose so to you're, UAB. So you're, so you're just saying if Iowa State had Rashad Vaughn, they would have beat UAB. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they would have been the number one overall seed, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I get, I get what you're Would have right. been the number one overall seed and would have won the <laughs> national title if they would have had Rashad Vaughn. Yeah. But anyways, so the whole... The if whole... it wasn't for the $150,000 handshake that those guys at UNLV gave Rashad Vaughn. <laughs> Which definitely happened. Sorry. Anyways. I was so, so, my head. No, you're fine. So, and again, the reason we went down this one-and-done path, we need to get back on track here a little bit. We talked about Iowa State finally got a one-and-done player. Yeah. In Taylor Norton Tucker. The part I wrote about and the part we discussed in our Slack was that even though Iowa State finally got that one and done, I think a lot of fans were envisioning once that finally happened, it would lead to the program to some height that it had never reached before, or at least rarely has done in the past, or that guy would have went on to be a superstar, you know, and, and you know, attract a ton of headlines. Yeah. But for Should THT, that was not the case. The funny thing is, though, let's think about some of the one and dones. Uh, in the history of college basketball. Kevin Durant. Here, I'm looking for a list. Or, or are we thinking the... the, the no, I'm thinking here. about... I want to think about some of the places that they went oh. and, like, what... The reputation of those schools are, maybe? Yeah, or, like, where... What the hell? Where's the list at? Okay, here we go. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Well, that's from the 90s. I don't care about <laughs> that one. Carmelo Anthony... Anthony he, I, that's like before the actual one and done era. But uh, mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley at Duke. It, I, yeah, it's Duke. I, I think Duke had already pretty much solidified themselves in in their current stance. And in the year of in the era of one and done, which I think dates back to like 2008, the current era. Yep. Uh, Kentucky's won one national championship, and Duke has won one national championship. I think they've been to two Final Fours since, uh, since like 2004. Duke has. Mm. And like I said, Kentucky's won one national title. So, in one of those years, they went undefeated largely with those one-and-done guys. So, I think you can, you know, look at that how it is. Lonzo Ball. Uh, they went to the Sweet 16, I think. I don't remember. At UCLA? Might have been. I'm pretty sure that's right. But, okay. So, they went to the Sweet 16. Michael Beasley. I don't know what Kansas State did that year. But mm-hmm. I, I also firmly believe there was probably some shady stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, I, going I, on with that situation. I don't have any doubt about that one. Demarcus Cousins, I think they lost in the Elite Eight. Yeah, Anthony Davis, probably the best one and done of all time. Obviously, won the national championship. Yep. Uh, national Player of the Year. Arguably one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Young. Yeah. Uh, Markel Fultz. We've seen how it's worked out for Markel. Not the best. Not the best. And, and the, those Washington knees were bad, too. I don't think they even went to the NCAA tournament. Nope. Uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist obviously was a national champion. Uh, Kevin Love played for the national championship. Uh, Greg Oden played for the national championship at Ohio State. Jaleel Okafor, another Duke guy. Jabari Parker, another Duke guy, lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Julius Randle uh, helped them. Yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, he was on the team that before the year they went undefeated and then they did go to the national championship game. Derrick Rose lost the national championship game. Yep. D'Angelo Russell was really good at Ohio State. Ben Simmons, LSU, we all know how that one went. <laughs> John Wall, we were talking about his team. Trey Young, I mean, they were basically a complete dumpster fire by the time the season ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I'll go back to a lot with a lot of those things is that the guys who had teams that were actually successful did not go – they basically went to two schools if their team was any good. Basically, so wait, wait, wait. They basically went to two schools if their team was any good? Yeah, if their team was good with their year that they were one and done, they went to two, one of two schools. Oh. Kentucky or Duke. Yep. And those two schools did not really need yep. one and done to like, solidify themselves as being yep. what they were. But I'm saying more often than not, the teams that are getting those one and done guys, I mean, they're not that much different than what they've ever really been before. Very true. That's, a, that's actually a really good point think about that way i mean i think western kentucky's had some one and done guys yeah with the help of my uncle rick i don't don't think everybody anybody's ever accused uncle rick of being uh exactly the most law abiding or rule abiding coach Mm. in college basketball uh arizona they've had a lot of one and dones yep also has never really done anything (laughs) for them except now maybe get them into a lot of trouble yep Kansas, since they really started taking a lot of one and dones, 
they've been to some final trouble. fours, but now they're going to be in trouble and they've never won a national championship or anything like that. They're basically the same thing they've always been. Yeah. I guess the point of my thing is it's like, how do one and dones really elevate anybody? You know? Yeah. I mean, really, I guess they, they attract media attention. Yeah. Well, really that, good. that is one but, thing. I mean, and you could say THT got a little bit of that in broadcast, but I wouldn't say he attracted national attention. Well, I, I think you can say for THT, this is one situation where going to college severely benefited him because he was nowhere near no. this level before he went to college. No. And so I would say it really benefited him. Yeah. But how much does taking those one and dones truly benefit the school at the end of the day? You know? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it, unless you're Duke or Kentucky, probably not a whole lot. Right. And at that point, you've you've basically hung your hat on that being your thing. Mm. You know, it's not about the anything else. It's just it's we're going to go get the best players that we possibly can. Yeah, that's basically what especially Kentucky has become. now. And think about what brand those two schools are with and what brand has not gotten in trouble yet. And yeah, is allegedly going <laughs> to. Okay, depending on whether or not you want to listen to a specific celebrity lawyer, yeah, uh, probably wouldn't be that far down the road from getting themselves into trouble anyway. Mm. And we already know that with Kansas, I mean, they were willing to offer Zion's family $150,000 to go to, to Kansas. Mm. And I'm going to guess that not all of a sudden... <laughs> he would turn down all that money right, to, to go to... To be like, man, I, no, I want to go live in Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the benefit of playing for the the best basketball coach ever. Yeah. But he's not going to say no to $150,000. I just just look at the one-and-done thing. It's like, how much does that really change the face of your program? Mm -hmm. A lot of the the schools that already get them already had won a bunch of national championships before. And the ones that do get them now a lot of times it really doesn't work out that well anyway, yeah. any different than what it ever would have before. So then, okay. So shifting gears a little bit, this kind of brings up a topic that my friends and I have talked about. Do you, do you really want to go after those one and done guys then? Or do you want to go after the guys who are more like Tyrese Halliburton, who will, who will stay for a while, you know, lend your program a little bit of consistency. Let me put it this way. Look at the teams that are playing for the national championship this weekend. Oh yeah. They've got a lot of experience. Yeah. There's not a single one and done guy on any of those teams. Mm-hmm. A few transfers on tech, though. They yeah, some, well, no, that, that, the transfers are one thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, Matt Mooney and uh, the Francis kid. Mm-hmm. Didn't he transfer? Yeah, and I think uh, Odiase or whatever his name no, is. No, Odiase has been there all four years. I thought he went Juco or something like that. Well, maybe he did, but I don't think okay. he was I don't think he was well, like think a he transfer, went, transfer. Not a Division One transfer, no. Norrence Odiase. I feel like he's been there for a long time. He could be on the old man team. It's been four or five years, I want to say. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he went somewhere before he went to tech. He has played five years for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Really? He has. Huh. As a freshman in 2014-15. Who could forget the 2014-15 Texas Tech Red Raiders? <laughs> what uh, was their record that year? Were they like 500? N- no. Not even? They were 13-19. and 19. Uh. I do remember, though. Here, let me look at their game logs. They beat Iowa State. Yeah. We don't have to go there, Jared. We know. No, I'm just I <laughs> I just gonna say they won three big twelve games and I was like I was gonna say if I remember correctly, I, one of I know was, at least one of them. One of them was Iowa State it at was, Texas Tech. It yeah. was. Uh yeah, and then fifteen sixteen. I think that was the year before Chris Beard came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went nineteen and thirteen. Got a little bit better. And then he was hurt in sixteen seventeen, which would have been Chris Beard's first year. And then he's been a key piece of their last two teams now. Yep. Which they had the Zaire Smith kid who mm-hmm. was a one and done, but he's a lot like Taylor where yeah. it's uber athletic, a lot of potential down the line, but right now he's not, he's not a contributor in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know how many minutes he's played for the Philadelphia 76ers this year, but well, he was hurt for a while too, I think. Yeah. Well, he also, they found out he had a peanut allergy. Oh really? Yeah. They like somehow didn't know that he had a peanut allergy. Oh, well that could uh, hurt your basketball career if you don't attend to it. He has played for two games, played in two games for the, uh, Sixers this season, so I would be wouldn't be shocked if that ended up being kind of the way that it ended up for Taylor. Probably, ho- hopefully without the uh, surprising peanut allergy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that check before you enter the draft, there, Taylor. Right. Get your allergy tests. Yep. Uh, but uh, like, okay. So to bring this to an end, I'm just I'm saying I get where it's like, man, we the one and done thing didn't do anything for us. 
Yeah. It hasn't done anything for many people. Very good point. So then here's, okay. So obviously one and done's overall don't benefit a program that much in the long run, maybe even the short run, arguably. Like we said, if you can find the guys who are, who are going to stay long-term, you know, be like Tyrese, those are great. Obviously taking transfers who are a little more experienced is good too. So if you were a college basketball coach, say in Steve Prom situation right now, who would you most be pushing to bring to your team? Like, would you, would you be prioritizing high school recruits right now? Would you be prioritizing grad transfers? What would you be doing if you were? Well, I'd say it probably depends on how many scholarships you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. you know you have at least one, so let's, two. Let's go on with the assumption that both Taylor and Lindell are both gone. Okay, so then you got three. Mm. Uh, well, I would say if you can get a fifth-year guy, a guard, and it's like a, a guy who you know is going to be good, mm. not somebody that averaged six points per game at Northern Illinois – it's like, man, we think this guy can really make a jump. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. We've, the, the big man who averaged five points a game at Louisiana Tech, we think he can really make a jump in the Big 12 this year. Mm. Probably not going to happen. The volume shooter from UT San Antonio. The, is the mid-range legend, <laughs> you know? Like we, who are you talking about there, Jared? We've, we've been through this. We've been through this. I would say if you can get a guy like that, then it's worth it. But if you can't, try and get the best high school kid you can. Maybe try and get a sit-out guy. And then if you le- you're left with one scholarship open, just bank it mm. and try and do something in the mid-year or something like so that. So is, is this upcoming season a year that you would consider taking a sit-out transfer? It all depends because it just depends on who's out there. Who's the sit-out guy? If it's Kira Lewis, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely down for taking Kira Lewis if it means that he's going to sit one and play two. Because yep. that kid was like the best player, like the best freshman in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's like some random dude and you can't get anybody to try and fill that void that can play right away, then no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so here's another question kind of going on the same, same plane. So if, again, Iowa State has three open scholarships, what would be the number one – hole you'd be looking to fill going into the next year based on the roster that would be coming back i think you need somebody who can create their own shot i mean who's of the guys coming back who is capable of creating their own shot uh maybe prentice nixon i don't know i haven't watched him play that much he'd be my first guess i don't think anyone else who played last year uh really has the capability see i'm not sure how much of an offensive guy Prentices. I mean, he could be a better offensive player than I'm thinking, but I, know I, he, I think he's more of a defensive guy that you than what. Uh, I agree with you. I, I do think that he was kind of forced into being more of an offensive guy when he was at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm not mistaken, he kind of fit that volume role a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be asked to do that next year. No. I, I think best case scenario, you find a fifth-year guy who's capable of creating his own shot and wants to either help come up a level – or is trying to do like what Mario Shayok did and just like carve out a bigger role. Yeah. So then are you assuming that let's, well, let's just say this, knowing that we have George Condit, Michael Jacobson and uh, Luke Anderson and solo and solo mm-hmm. coming back. Do you think that's good enough post depth or do you think they, yeah, I don't guy? think you got to worry about the front court. Okay. I mean, I, we were all wondering what are we going to do with all these guys? If Cam Lard comes back. Yeah. Okay, you bring in a fifth-year guy in the front court, and it's like, well, now what are you going to do? Yeah. And I do think that once Solomon Young comes back, that's like it's a, it's a guy that people will kind of forget about, too, because even when he did play this year, you could tell he wasn't 100%. Yeah. No, I think the front court will be fine. I think if they're going to go out and make any additions for next season, it's got to be backcourt. Backcourt. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a front court guy to be a sit-out guy. Yeah. You know? Yep. But – I, I don't envision a scenario in which they're going to get a immediate impact front immediate court. impact front court guy unless it's like a absolute stud mm-hmm. you know yeah guy that feels like a no brainer it's like two years from now this guy's gonna be a or like next year this guy's gonna be a twenty and ten double double dude yeah. Diedrich Lawson <laughs> I wouldn't turn down Diedrich Lawson no I think I'd be okay with that yeah personally yeah I think I think a guy like that might be all right mm-hmm. uh. I think he's probably okay, though. If he doesn't go to the NBA, I think he's got himself a pretty good spot to 
yeah to be in yeah i don't, I don't see him transferring again <laughs> i don't i don't either i wouldn't be shocked if his brother ended up transferring really from some stuff i was reading i don't think it would probably only be if uh if Diedrich left went mm-hmm. to the nba their brother's going to oregon though their oh little, really their little brother i yeah, didn't know that chandler lawson well he had a better year than they did who or I guess was he in uh, Oregon this year, or is he, or is he going to be going? Yeah, he's a fr- he he'll be a freshman okay. next year. So technically, he had a better run in the NCAA tournament than his brothers did. Yeah, but he's not on the team. Oh, he's going to be a freshman next oh, year. Oh, going to be a freshman. Okay. Yeah, he's in the 2019 class. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So no, he did not have a better year than his brothers. No, unless they won the state title at Memphis <laughs> East, I guess. Yeah. And are still playing. Maybe maybe they're still playing for a title right now. Who knows? He was one of those guys I think everybody thought would end up going to. Memphis and playing for Penny. Mm. Penny's doing it all right, though. Is he highly rated? He was at one point. I know Iowa State at some time had offered him, I think. Because I remember writing about him. Didn't Iowa State originally inquire about the Lawson Twins when they were transferring, too? I think so. Yeah, he's uh, the number 86 player in the country. So that's pretty good. That's probably, that's like, that's right in the, I don't know, Monte Morris-ish range. Yeah, he's a high-level four-star. And he's a 96 Matt, four star. Matt Thomas ish range. 247 composite. Uh, offers from Oregon, Ole Miss, Baylor, Florida, Georgia Tech, NC State, South Carolina. So he was pretty solidly a high major guy. Yep. No offer from Kentucky. No offer from Memphis. Went on a visit to Kansas, but didn't get an offer. Hmm. <laughs> that says a lot when both your brothers are there and you don't get an offer. I think those guys are okay. They'll they'll live, yeah. Yeah, but still. yeah I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, all right, I think we've talked about that. All we can talk about. Yep. You got anything else? You uh, um, not particularly regarding Taylor. Um, I think people people wonder if we know what when Lindell is going to say anything, and it could just be any day. Yeah, I I'd, I'd just I'd say just don't be surprised at any time. It, it could come whenever. And I, I fully expect him to declare. But again, it's another kind of thing where you know who knows he could come back. You don't know. Right. Yeah, I have no idea when it'll be. I still maintain, and this again, just my personal opinion, I do think that Lindell will be gone just because I think he's played this entire year with the mindset that this is my last year no matter what. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. I really don't know, though. I mean, he could. It's all going to depend on the feedback. If he if he basically is told that there's no way you go in the, like near the first round, then he could just come back and be like, I'm going to blow the, blow the doors off everyone this year. Yeah. In, in college. And if he came back, then I would, that would actually fix a lot of the woes that we just talked about. Yep. You know, like that would be big time yep. for, uh, I mean, there'd be no doubt that he would be the, he'd be the guy mm-hmm. depending on, I guess, what you could find on like in the fifth year market again. And I mean, it was tough because this year there were so many guys, again, you had Merrill Shack, you had Wigginton, you had THT who, who, you know, mostly thrived with the ball in their hands. And then if you get rid of two of those guys, just bringing back Lindell, you can funnel a lot more offense through Lindell next year. Well, yeah, and then you have Tyrese, like, to be his – kind of his running mate. Mm-hmm. And Trey Jackson's a guy who can shoot the ball. Prentice, I think, can shoot the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just spread the floor out with your shooters and Lindell. And, I mean, I think that we can both agree that that team would be yeah. already on paper a hell of a lot better than the first team Lindell was on. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. Just – It'd be all pluses outside of mid-range shooting. <laughs> That's two references you've made now on one pod. And I haven't even said his name yet. Nope. Don't have to. We, uh, know, we know who you're talking about. All right. The moment of truth. Do we want to talk about it? Um, I, I don't think we do. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to either. Because um, we, we already talked about it on last pod. We talked, for, we talked about it for about 20 minutes. It was a solid conversation. And I think I think anything that we would repeat about it would, or anything that we would say about it would be a repeat of what we've already said, basically. Yeah, and I know that people are tired of hearing me talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You Nebraska fan, you? I don't even come at it from that angle. <laughs> I know. I'm just speaking on behalf of the fans. I'm just saying that anybody who thinks it's not a story is an idiot. Yeah. Well, and that, we, we talked about this before we came on air. People were complaining about the the local reporters going over there to cover his introductory press conference, and I don't I don't fault them at all. No. What, what else are those guys going to do right now? Well, it's not even that. It's that. No, we're not going to do this. It's not even yeah, that. It's we're, that we're diving it's, that a little bit. It's that he remains an Iowa State legend forever, regardless of. Oh my God, he's not the mayor anymore. 
Okay, think whatever you want. The dude's still an Iowa State legend. He's still the former coach at Iowa State. He's still got a job a couple hours down the road. People are going to cover it regardless of what Mm -hmm. anybody here thinks. It's still a story. Yeah. Their job is not to be your voice. Mm -mm. Their voice is to cover the story. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have to say. Defending my brothers in the media for a minute. There you go. I mean, and, and I would say that, that that qualified as a discussion about the media, not a discussion about he who shall not be named. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So let's, uh, maybe we can just briefly talk about what we think about the final four. Okay. Who do you think is going to win? Um, I actually put a high likelihood on Texas Tech winning. I really I like, too. I really like their defense. Man, what podcast was it that I was on that I said I thought Texas Tech would make the final four? Was it this one? It might might have been. I don't know. We talked about it a lot. I remember I said that at some point that I thought they were playing as good good enough to go to Defen- the final four. Their defense has been so good this tournament, it, and they're they're just clicking right now. Yeah, their team is really good, and they've got a that star. coach is really good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm still mad at him, but that coach is really good. <laughs> yeah, again, Jared Culver is probably going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. So they've got all the pieces. I, I feel kind of bad because somebody tweeted at me the other day, and they're like. I'm a little worried about myself here because they said they tweeted at me and Kirk Holland. They said something about uh, Texas Tech in year three going to Final Four. Uh, like, can you back off the fans for trying to get higher expectations or something like that? Oh, brother! And I was like, I was like, I'll, I was like, I'll feel bad about that when Steve Prohm misses the Final Four with a lottery pick who grew up in Lubbock. Yeah, exactly. That fell, in, that fell into Chris Beard's lap. And, and don't get I, me wrong. He's still an incredible coach, obviously. And then, and then I saw that Taylor Horton Tucker was projected to be a lottery pick. In, <laughs> by, <laughs> oh, that's the punchline. That's what we were waiting for. Ah, uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, uh, anyone with a brain can know that Jarrett Culver is obviously producing much more consistently than Taylor Horton Tucker is. Also, Jarrett Culver at one point I think was like projected to be like the number two pick in the draft behind Zion Williamson. Yeah. Before we found out that John Morant is basically Superman in a, in a Murray State uniform. Okay, here that's another, that brings up me to another question. If you were an NBA GM, is it an automatic, I'm drafting Zion with number one, no, no doubt? Yes, absolutely. I watched. I, I hadn't watched John Morant play until that first Murray, Murray State game in the tournament, and my goodness, he's so good. It, I would have to think, think twice. I've, I've seen them both play live now. John Morant's really good. Zion Williamson will make first team All-NBA in five years. Within five years. First team. Okay. Book it right now. I guarantee it. Guaranteed. Writing this down. Write it down. We'll pin it on the wall. Okay. Pinned. I I, I saw a great quote. Um, Zion Williamson is basically uh, Draymond Green with a rocket up his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Uh, Some uh, anonymous NBA scout or something like that, I think. But that's, I mean, that's pretty funny, but at the same time, I think... I it's think actually very accurate. It is, except Zion has a better outside shot, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Think about those years when, like, when Draymond was really playing well. He's not playing as well as he was. That's true. His those first couple of years down. are there. He used to be able to space the four pretty well. Yeah. I mean, and now it's turned into, we're going to let Draymond shoot and... <laughs> Hopefully that he, that's the, hope he just shoots him out of the game. Exactly, because, I mean, you look at all the other people who are going to be taking shots with the Warriors. I would say the unfortunate thing is the other four guys all, do, or at least three of the four guys can do enough to make up for whether or not Draymond wants to shoot him out of the game. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I mean, the guy plays hard. He cares. He distributes. He basically – I, I, I like that comparison. Mm. The rocket up your butt thing is like a little bit uh, – it's Four. not exactly delicate in the sense of just uh, <laughs> but it's a great, NBA comparison, but I think that is a good yeah. that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Very to the point. Like I said, that guy will be first team all NBA in five years. What do you think uh Morant's ceiling is? Or Ja you, will be good. I mean he'll be a good player. Do you think he'd be an all star? Probably. Yeah. I mean those first couple picks, like you're picking to be for a guy that's gonna have all star potential. Do you think that RJ Barrett is overrated? Yes. Because I, I do. That's basically what I was going to say. He basically lost them that game on yeah. Saturday. Yep. Why Why would you not basically give Zion the ball and just let him go to work? I will say, too, I think this is the worst coaching job that Coach K has ever had in his entire career at Duke. Yep. They had so much talent this year. I think he's gotten lazy almost. Where he before it was like he didn't get guys like this. Mm. And he really had to coach people up. And now he's just getting these dudes that are just complete freaks. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to really coach anymore. These guys are freaks. And if you think about 
even though they got to the Elite Eight, they had a couple of really close games where they could have gotten beat. They should not have been in the Elite Eight. They should have no. lost to UCF. Yep. They should have lost to Virginia Tech. Either of those games they should have lost. And they got up against a team that had good talent and was well coached, and that's when, I it, mean, they got finally, themselves into trouble, yep. you know. And they still had a chance to win, mm-hmm. I mean, down in the final minutes. If you don't have a chance to win with that much talent, then something is majorly wrong. And that's where I'm like, if this team was actually a real basketball team and did anything offensively and not just, like, stand out of the way for RJ or Zion, mm-hmm. then they would have won the national championship. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, Coach K did not coach this team very well. Yeah. Got lazy. I don't think his style meshes with the one and done that well. He let Jeff Capel sell his program sold to the the Blue Devil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho. All right. So So, so you're taking Tech to win the title? I'm taking Tech to win the title. And I I think they will play. I think they'll play Virginia. Yeah. And the final score will be 37 to 34. Yep. Final score, 37-34. Jared Culver with a, a buzzer beater to win the game. It could be one of the lowest scoring national title games, probably within the last 30 years at least. There will be 55 possessions in the game. Yeah. So, what do, you, do you agree with that? Do you think Virginia will be the representative from that side? Yeah. I like Auburn, though. I just don't think that they can – Virginia's good. Yeah. I, but I think Tech's going to win. I do. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever guessed five years ago? Who would have guessed that Texas Tech would have the best chance to win a national championship of any team besides Kansas in the Big 12? Never never would have in a million years. When is the last time a team besides Kansas won the big national title from the Big 12? Oklahoma State, probably. Have, yeah, like when? Like in the 40s? Oh, my no, gosh. No, 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 no. It was like it was in the 90s or something like that. It was. I'm pretty sure Doug Gottlieb, excuse me, Doug Gottlieb was a member of that team. When they won a national title? I'm pretty sure. They lost Arkansas with big country. Unless I'm misremembering and just thinking about Big 12 titles. No, they may be here. NCAA basketball. I had to had to make a note there. I don't think you heard me. Mm-mm. I dropped an F-bomb. Why did you do that, Jared? I didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Oklahoma, Oklahoma A&M, which now is Oklahoma State. They won the national title in 1945-1946. Uh, Kansas won it in 52. Yeah. Kansas won it in 88. Yeah, you're right. I was I was not thinking correctly. They went to the they went to the final four in 2004. Yeah. That's what I was remembering. That was with uh John Lucas, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think Kansas is the only team from the Big 12 that's ever won a title. That's kind of sad. So there we go. Who would have ever guessed? Texas would be the second team. Texas Tech. Texas Tech would be the second team from the Big 12 to win the national title. Yep, never would have guessed. Never would have guessed. All right. You got anything else to say about Final Four? Nope. Go, I, I, I will say that I both think Texas Tech will win, and I am wholeheartedly rooting for them to win. I'm wholeheartedly rooting for those kids. I'm not rooting for their coach. <laughs> you and Chris Beard, man. What's, what's the beef, man? Uh, at this point, I think that I just, it just needs to stay between me and him. All right. Fair enough. Okay, have you have you lost has your your faith wavered in Bruce Weber? Hell no. <laughs> okay. Let's do we have on. mailbag questions to answer? Uh, we do, yeah. All right, no, me. we'll do that after a break. Okay. We'll answer some mailbag questions after a break. We'll do hot knot, all that stuff. We'll be right back on Stands and Fits, presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State from the Carl Chevrolet Studios on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Lawn care with unmatched service. Landscapes custom designed. Sprinkler systems installed and serviced. Thanks, Central Iowa, for 30 plus years of your support. A plus lawn and landscape. Hey guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers, and everybody needs to be aware of eye care. I wasn't for a long time, and I went to. Ames Eye Care, and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines Eye Care, and you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife, anything. 
personalized eye care, designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. Hey guys, it's Jared here with another message from Mechdyne. Are you looking to jumpstart your IT career? Or maybe you're a student looking to earn some extra cash? Well, listen up. Mechdyne is currently looking to hire both full-time and part-time IT help desk agents to respond to and help troubleshoot client IT technical issues. You can get your foot in the door at an awesome company with a super fun culture that I've seen firsthand with my own eyes. So go visit the career page at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Check them out today. All right, time to dip into the mailbag. All right, Shut uh, up. <laughs> quit laughing at me. We uh, we a little bit uh, spoiled this first mailbag question because we we discussed it briefly. Cy Jeans asks, "What is the scouting report on Prentice Nixon? I have seen his highlights from previous seasons, but what is the rumblings from the redshirt year? Coming into this year, we kind of knew Shayok was going to be the dude." Yeah, I think he can really defend. I think he's tough. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that they really could have used on this year's team. Explain that more, just just for the toughness standpoint. Yeah, just somebody that can be kind of a mother effer. I'm not gonna say it again. <laughs> uh, that's what we were laughing about over break. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, okay. So, I hope you guys enjoyed my little bleep that I had to put in there. <laughs> that was nice. Okay, so moving on. I don't really have anything to add. Cooler, if you did, asks. Imagine a teleporter is invented. You get to use it for a week before anyone else, and there will be no record with how you use it. What are three ways that you are going to abuse the technology? So if it's a teleporter, it's a teleporter. It's not a time machine. It's a just it'll instantly transport you somewhere, somewhere else. Does coming home count to my three trips, or are these round trips? Well, okay. It just says what are three ways you would use it. So uh, well, I, first of all, I think that I would have to teleport to Chris's house or something like that. Just for absolutely no reason besides the fact that I have a teleporter. Just craps and giggles. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I've got a teleporter. And I have to like rub it in everybody's face. <laughs> See, and, and, and when he says ways to me, I think if you use it one way, then you can continue using it that way for that entire week mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking. Okay. So, so for every meaningless trip that I have to go to anywhere, I would teleport there always. Yes. So you, you can't just use it. So you can't just say all meaningless trips I can use it for. Yeah. Wait, what? So, like, I'm saying if you want to use it to go grocery shop and go fill up, uh, or not fill up your car on gas because you can't teleport your car too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like stuff like that. You can't say I'm, I'm using it for the grocery shop and haircuts. That's two separate ways. Okay. If I want to go to Casey's, you know, that, that up around the way. corner. Yeah. Uh, Save yourself which two is minutes what, of walking. Yeah. I was going to say, it's maybe a 10 minute walk to <laughs> back to Casey's. I would teleport there. Just because I could. I would suddenly appear in the parking lot. Hmm. Okay. I think my first way would I would I would open up some kind of shop. Uh, I can't I can't say this though. Uh, because I was gonna say like I'd open up a shop and be like, I'm selling world goods that you can only get from specific parts of the world. But then technically if I'm teleporting every every which way in the world, that counts as more than three ways, I would say. So but I'm trying to th- uh, just try and make as much money as possible. Exactly. In one week. Uh, with, with any of these, and especially with a lot of our would you rather's, I just think about how, how ways I can monetize it. <laughs> how can I, I think how, this says a lot about your personality. How can I become a billionaire off this? It also says, technology? says a lot about my personality by the fact that anytime I have one of these situations, <laughs> I'm like, what's the best way that I could use it to rub it in my friends' faces that yeah. I have this technology or, at my or disposal or just go get Casey's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very simple minded of you. <laughs> How can I make my life easier? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, when I, when I read this, um, my first initial thought before anything else was like, oh, I just use it to go teleport into a bank vault, rob a bank. Except the problem is even if I did that, there's cameras everywhere. It's Mm -hmm. not like you'd get off with it. Obviously you wear a ski mask. Come on. Oh yeah, you're right. Wear bank robbing mask. rookie here. Come on. <laughs> wear a ski mask. Wear some uh, high heel shoes or, or not, not high heel. Platform. Platform. I'm not a cross dresser. Don't say anything. Okay. I would probably transport to the final four. I am going to the final four. Would you? Or are you? I am going to the final four. I'm going there to for selling at my job. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. Are you going to the games? No. That'd be fun, though. It will. I, I'm, I'm excited to just kind of see what the atmosphere is like. 
because I've never been to a Final Four. If you run into Bob Huggins, call me and put me on speakerphone with him. Does, does he know who you are? No, probably not. So why do you want to be on speakerphone with Bob Huggins? Just because I hear that he really holds court at those kind of things. Oh. Like, if you just end up in the corner of a dingy bar oh, yeah, with yeah, Bob yeah. Huggins, like... He's got some stories to tell. Right. Throw me on speakerphone. I want to hear some Bob Huggins okay. stories. Okay. Or, or if you run into Bruce Weber. I f- oh, yeah, obviously. I believe that Bruce Weber might actually know who I am, though. I, I want, we, know, I, we know Scott Drew does. I like to believe that, that Bruce Weber knows that there's one person here standing for him. That's me. <laughs> Somewhere, at some point, Bruce Weber has listened to Stands and Fits and heard you just salivating over his coaching abilities. I, I stand harder for Bruce Weber than Kansas State fans stand for Bruce Weber. That's probably a true statement. So I want him to end up at like some little school. I, like, I don't want them to fire him, but I want him to end up at... Indian Hills Community College? Well, okay, not that little. I don't oh. want him all the way off the map. I oh. want him at like... He wouldn't uh, be off the map in Ottumwa, Iowa. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but you're thinking like somewhere like you and I or something like that? Oh my God. If Bruce Weber was at you and I, dude, I'd go start Panther Fanatic. Really? Would you, would you get you and I season tickets? Absolutely. I would be there to be Bruce Weber's biggest fan. Nice. I would get a shirt that's just like something about Bruce Weber. Man, I'd listen to Gary Rymon on every call <laughs> talking about Bruce Weber. I can only imagine that. It would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Man, I haven't been on Gary Ryman's show in a while. I must have done something to make those guys mad. Well, maybe it was the fact that you and I is not doing that well. And they're like, oh, we're not going to bring the Cyclone on in the year that you and I is not doing good. They had me on during football season all the time. I was on a little while during basketball. Probably because you and I was doing pretty good during football season. Man, that makes me sad. I wonder what I did to the sports guy. I don't know. Go back and listen to whatever your last appearance was, and something went wrong, obviously. I know. All right. What we got else? Um, that was it for mailbag questions. We, we, only, we didn't really answer that well, but, I mean, you get the gist of what we would try to do, I guess. Basically, I would use it for nothing. You'd use it for nothing. I'd use it for personal gain. So Sounds about fair. Yep. All right. Hot and not. I didn't fill any of these out this Wow, Jared. Week. Really fits the personality of someone who would teleport to Casey's. <laughs> Cutting some corners. Five minutes from my apartment. Exactly. All right, anyways, I'll start it off since you have nothing for Hot and Nut. My hot, no, I can think of something. Well, yeah, good job. Uh, my Hot this week, Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he had a double, triple, double. 20, yeah. 20 points, 21 assists or rebounds, one of the two. I didn't actually pay attention. And 20 of the other non-assists rebounds. So, good for Russell. And I, okay, and that leads into my knot. Let's go straight to my knot. Apparently, he did that as a tribute to Nipsey Hussle or something like that, or that was the story made up. Yeah, it, it was a tribute to Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. Nipsey. <laughs> okay, and the knot is obviously, I had never once heard of Nipsey Hussle. So, obviously, you are a rap guy. Explain to me why, basically, my Twitter feed was blowing up over this news because i have some uncultured, uncultured swine over here. Okay, I, I, I pulled all my friends. None of my friends had heard him heard of him i've seen a ton of other people say they'd never heard of nipsey hustle well i have heard of nipsey hustle so go on okay explain to me nipsey hustle just good artist i don't know like what is there for me to explain to you like uh, people people the way people reacted on twitter it was like the the second coming of jesus christ like was dead well okay come on i mean let's not let's not overreact here i mean it's a little bit of hyperbole obviously but people were acting like this big influence like like he was like a, a great guy well, I think he was a big influence. Maybe not in our rural, our rural Iowa. No, no, no. And I understand that. But I know he was really big, like in LA. Mm. Was his big spot. Okay. So you still haven't done a good job of explaining it to me. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I don't. Like, I'm not going to try well, to say, like, sit here and tell well, you I'm the world's biggest Nipsey Hussle okay. stand. Okay. So even if you're not, like, explain to me, like, what is a comparable? What is a good, a good comparison for his level of impact in the rap community? To someone that I would know, I don't know. I don't listen. Like I don't listen to his music like that. But. So, like, say, say, in in terms of college basketball coaches, who is the college basketball coach that represents Nipsey Hussle, as Nipsey Hussle was in the rap community? Is Nipsey Hussle the Bruce Weber of the of the rap community? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. Calm down. Okay. Okay. Well, he was nominated for a Grammy. I think that's one of the big things is it's like he's 33 and he was finally starting to get his like get his feet under him mm-hmm. and then he gets killed. Um, 
uh, I don't know. Okay. So you were, okay. So you, obviously you, you admitted you're not necessarily the world's biggest no. Nipsey hustle. But I, I mean, I know that he was really influential, like in the community, mm-hmm. like it says here in the days leading up to his death, hustle had reached out to officials from the LAPD about having a meeting with him and rock nation about what they could do to help prevent gun gang violence in South Los Angeles. The meeting had been scheduled to take place April, Monday, April 1st, but was scuttled due to Hustle's untimely death the mm-hmm. Sunday before. So from what I gather, it seems like he, he had a good heart. Yeah, I think he just did a lot in the community and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he owned a store, mm-hmm. Marathon Clothing in South Los Angeles. So, so maybe going back to the college basketball uh, comparison... Who's, who's, who's a college coach that you would say? No, that's a really weird question to ask. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just trying to get a sense of what... what uh, why, I, do you have to, why do you have to sit here and crap on people that... Why are, they, I, why are they all how, so worked up about why Nipsey Hussle died? N- Nipsey no, I'm, Hussle not, died. I'm not crapping on them. I'm just saying I've never heard of Nipsey Hussle, so I don't get why... Why I, do I, you have to hear, hear of him to, for it to be important? I don't. I'm just saying. Like, I, I need to understand why I'm seeing so much reaction to it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it because I've never heard of him. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I feel like he probably fits into the culture that most NBA players fit into probably better than you and I do. Oh, no, 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 no doubt about that. Yeah. There's some key, there's some key gem- demographic differences. I guess I, I was just shocked that like so many people reacted to hearing of his death and I had never once heard of the guy. Because obviously there are people in, like I know of a lot of rappers. Yeah. But I'd never once heard of Nipsey Hussle. Well, speaking of rappers, my hot this week is Lil Nas X. <laughs> do, do you know who Lil Nas X is? I've heard of Lil Nas X. Yes. From Old Town Road? The song Old Town Road? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I'd never heard this song until I saw the video of Texas Tech dancing to it. It's basically a After, marriage of rap and country. It is, might be the greatest piece of american songwriting in the oh history my God. in history <laughs> i heard the song and I, I i i rolled my eyes harder than i'd ever every time that i hear it i just mm, i just vibe goodness gracious gonna take my horse to the old town road this is probably this is more embarrassing i can't this is no more this is more embarrassing than you saying you would teleport to casey's no it's it's a phenomenal song no yeah it is no it's it, it, it's bad no, Sorry. when you hear, uh, what is it he says? He's like, uh, riding on my tractor, uh, <laughs> lean all in my bladder, cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her, my life's like a movie. All right, P- people are unsubscribing. In people are unsubscribing from the Cycle Fanatic Cowboy podcast. Cowboy Heifer Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I did see that it was funny because that song debuted on the, the Hot Country 100 or whatever it is, yeah. and then got taken off. Yeah, that was a whole big thing. Yeah. I mean, I understand why, because it's not really actually like a country song. And when I, yeah. When I listen to that song, I would describe it more as hip hop. That is a trap song. It's trap country. Trap country. The, I, I did not so such. I did not know such a subgenre existed. One of America's greatest genres, trap country. <laughs> the fact that there's not more trap country is actually a little bit disappointing. Okay. S- serious question. Is there, are there other trap country songs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That Lil Nas X says that he, uh, he considers Young Thug as the, the like the godfather of trap country, which I would have never guessed that because I don't. I, I've listened to a lot of Young Thug songs. I don't wouldn't put them into the trap country category, but I mean it, the reason that it's called that is because there is like banjo and stuff like that in it. It's not all just trap music, mm. you know. Yep. There are elements of country music besides the riding on my tractor and. Uh, I was gonna say the lyrics fit exactly what you'd imagine. From no, the but the song. the flip from riding on my tractor, lean all in my bladder is one of the great <laughs> like two line splits in the history of of rap music. See, that's it, it, it. When I heard it the first time, I was like, "This is a this is a parody, isn't it?" Like that's what it seemed. I don't like. think it really. Is. I mean, it is. Like it seemed like it but, was just like mocking some kind of genre. I don't well, know it got it big was. like on TikTok. Did you know that? Did it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know TikTok. It was yeah. like an internet thing. It was like all like a joke, and then it blew up and became this huge song. Mm. So it was helped by the meme community. It legitimately a is a really good song, though. I think that's really well done. That guy's going to make music that's actually really good. Is this his first hit, or is he no? He doesn't for... have a single other song on Spotify. Seriously? Yes. Where? Where is? Tell, do you know anything else about Lil Nas X? I think he's from Atlanta. I read a story about him on Billboard, but gotcha. 
riding on my tractor, leaning all in my the bladder. The sad thing was I had, I had heard cheated on my baby. about you Lil Nas X, ask her. but I had never heard of Nipsey Hussle. That's probably backwards from what the way it should be. Probably. But hey, <laughs> Old Town Road bangs. That's all I know. <laughs> Whatever, dude. All right, so you, you have to come up with a knot now. Uh, my knot, people who hate on uh, <laughs> rappers who tra- tragically die outside of their story I in South Los Angeles. I do not hate on people who reference Nipsey Hussle. That is completely fabricated. City elections. City election candidates. <laughs> Was he? No, I'm just saying that's that's my not this week. City election candidates. Oh. Candidates for the lead office in a city. Mm. Not actually, but I don't know. No, I got you. We, we can move on. Yeah. Do you, do I, don't you wanna, I don't have a knot this week. Do you want to look up a, a couple would you rather just so we don't have to end on this sour note? I feel like you're quite annoyed with me right now. Because I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed by you, <laughs> but it's all right. We got to finish on a strong note. Just because, I'm act, just because of what I said about you. You said that about Nipsey Hussle, not me. What did I say that was bad about him? You, who is this guy? Why is everybody so worked up That's about him? That's not because I'm mad at him. I'm just, I didn't know who he was. I legitimately wanted to. I'm not saying you're mad I at him. I wanted to get the lowdown from Jared Stansberry I'm on not why I should I'm care. I'm not saying you're mad at him. I'm just saying, hey, if you died tomorrow, everybody, man, I'm really sad that Fitzy died. Everybody's be like, who the hell is Fitzy? That's because I'm not famous. Okay, well, I'm sorry Nipsey Hussle's not famous enough for you. No, but he was famous, but I had never heard of him. And I was wondering, like, how is that possible? Not everybody has to live their lives in the spotlight, Kevin. You're right there. Anywho. All right. Let's let's move on. One and two fifty. Two forty nine. Scroll. Oh, okay, I think we already did that one. Two forty eight. Would you rather live inside a museum or live inside of a zoo? That's actually a pretty good question. Hmm. It it it, it kind of depends on which museum. All right. Can can we live in a world in which we assume that the night at the museum is not real? <laughs> I was wondering if that was where you were going to go with this. Um, yes, we are, we are assuming that that is not real. Okay. I'd probably live in the zoo then because I'd want to be around other living things. Agreed. Um, because if night at the museum was real, then absolutely I would live in, <laughs> in the museum. Yeah, that'd be that'd In the be Museum cool. of Natural History. But, yeah, I want to be around animals just because even though you can't, you can't, communicate with them necessarily you can they like they they can feel feelings i i fully believe that animals know human feelings so absolutely so yeah that's an easy question okay easy answer what else you want 247 (laughs) making it easy yeah would you rather never be able to eat spicy food again or never be able to eat sweet food again never be able to eat spicy food yeah i'd probably agree I mean, I like spicy food. I do like spicy food too. I, I'm not anti spicy food, but. I'd be it, very sad that I couldn't eat my buffalo anymore. My buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be much sadder to never be able to eat chocolate again, though. It's a little bit, that's a little bit um, white girly of me, but it's, it's a fact. Chocolate's good. Well, you gotta. Why, like, why are you doing so much just pigeonholing people into certain categories? I, I, it's a stereotype. I'm just pointing out the obvious stereotype. White girls like chocolate. All right. Give me one more. Um, two. 42 make you work a little bit would you rather get free unlimited taxi slash uber rides or free unlimited plane rides plane rides i'd probably rather get the unlimited taxi slash uber rides i see i never i hardly ever use uber like i i use it when i go somewhere on a plane and don't have and i don't do a rental car yeah that's the only time like i i don't i don't get rides over from bars or anything like that because i don't really ever go to bars I just know realistically that I would never really fly that way, like fly anywhere, because you still have to pay money once you get there. Okay, you get the plane ride, but what are you going to do after that, you know? Well, I mean, like, if, if you don't have to pay for a plane ride, you could, you could go to Hawaii and just, you know, that's the thing. Like, think about how much a plane ticket to Hawaii costs. That itself is a huge mega expense. And even though you're going to spend money in Hawaii, what's the difference between going, if, if plane ticket isn't a cost, what's the difference between going to Okaboji Beach versus Hawaii Beach? Why are you mansplaining me right now? Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, why, why is this mansplaining? It's not mansplaining. You're, you're talking down to me. I'm giving I context. Don't I don't, you're talking down to wow, me. Wow, we are, we are beefing on this pod this, this week. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got a little bit of tension going on right you're now. You were talking down to me, and I don't appreciate I it. I was not talking down. I was, I was giving context, and I maintained that position. Sorry that I would prefer to just stay in my hometown of 
Well, this is my hometown, but I'm sorry that I'd prefer to stay in my metro. This all goes I'm back. I'm tired of traveling around the country, at, over going to Kansas City for a week, going to Tulsa. I'm done. This is I'm done. This is exactly the same thinking of teleporting to Casey's. It's the exact same thing. Your mind is on a one-track one pathway, <laughs> and you need to branch out a little bit, Jared. Do you know how many trips to Casey's I could take if I had all the free Uber rides I wanted? You could take a lot of trips. A lot of trips. To, I could go to every Casey's in the metro. Now, here, here's, here's a point that you haven't brought up yet. Even though it would take longer, you could technically Uber across the country. Hey, there we go. But How's I mean, it any different? Well, because What you, can you do with your plane rides in Des Moines? Nothing. Nothing. I, I mean, I'll just be in my, my regular life in Des Moines. The possibilities for me are endless. The possibilities for me are endless. You, you can't Uber to China. I could. We could drive to San Francisco, drive to a boat, and drive the drown, car onto a boat. Drown across the no, Pacific Ocean. No, drive the car onto a boat, ride the boat across the ocean to China, and nah. then get off, you drive got, the car off, and got, then you know what? We're right there. You got to pay for the boat, which is probably going to cost even more than a plane ticket. Well, how much does freight cost? Like, come on. Who's just going to let you on freight? Well, that's when you have to befriend the foreman. <laughs> So then you have to befriend the Buy him a few beers. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. I'd agree to be his first mate. I'd like, just rather I, get a hey, free. I think that I've got this entire plan really worked out here. Okay? I'd just really rather pay for a, a free plane ticket. I, I could even sit in first class because my, my plane ticket in first class is free. I could be there in less than a day. Well, that sure sounds like a lot less hassle. Well, do you get the experience of living on a pirate ship out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? No, you don't. No, and I am better for it. Thanks to the professional MBA <laughs> program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet. Talk to you guys again next week. We don't have anybody to beat anymore. Uh, go Iowa State baseball. Big season coming up. Real excited. Who does the softball team this play this week? <laughs> I don't know. They're supposed to play a game against Drake today. It got, got postponed. No, it'll, it'll probably be made up, so beat the Bulldogs. Beat somebody. Beat the offseason. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace.